Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is another pop-up episode. TJ Pinger, Richie Barnes, and we've got two special guests tonight, Devin Travis and Sherman Johnson, uh, both former FSU baseball stars. How are you guys doing tonight? What's going on? Go ahead, Sherm. I'm great. I'm great. Awesome, man. How are you guys? Thanks for having us on. Good to see you. Yeah, I'm good, too. Anytime I get to see Sherman's face is always good. He's a hard man to come by. He is my brother, and I love him, but hard to speak to, so I appreciate you setting this up, Harlan. This is all a part of the grand plan, so Devin can spend some time with Sticky. <laughs> Let me tell you, we've been talking with Sharon for a little while here uh, backstage. We probably talked for longer backstage than we're going to record tonight, and I feel like we got some really good gems, some really good stories, and I agree. Like I see why you feel that way, because I'm like, dude, I could hang out with this guy all day. He's cool when he's cool. <laughs> oh, Hopefully he's man. getting hits. If he's getting oh. hits, he's the best. Oh. <laughs> uh, for everybody that doesn't know, me and uh, Devin and I were uh, roommates at Florida State. Um, all three of his years, three of my four years. Um, so we pretty much know each other in and out. And uh, uh, there's nothing I haven't seen from him, and vice versa. So easy. <laughs> this is a family show. This is a family show, but I know what you meant. <laughs> so we've not, we've, we've not had you on. <laughs> sure, we've not had you on. So I've, I've got to ask this, and then we'll get into like the serious stuff, like the real groundbreaking stuff. But um, double fries, no slaw. Obviously, no to Guthrie's. Um, I know Devin's a fry guy, as we see him like chowing on some fries right now, but. Are you a double fry guy? Are you a coleslaw guy? Like, what's going on over here? What's the situation? Absolutely double fries. I cannot stand coleslaw there from anywhere. Go. So, uh, that's yeah. definitely don't have to worry about that for me. Facts. We've had people, we've had people come on here and like try to cap for coleslaw a little bit, and I'm just like, listen, if you're like me and you're getting Guthrie's at 2 a.m., like, what is that coleslaw doing for your life? Nothing. Like, even if you like coleslaw, like, it's not helping you at that time of no. the morning, right? How do you see those fries and then see coleslaw and think, oh, yeah, I definitely want the coleslaw here. Like, <laughs> no, like, let's be realistic. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. It's pretty ridiculous. So, all right, cool. We'll get into it again. Thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you guys for coming on. We really appreciate it. I hope we have some fun tonight. Um, Devin, I'll start with you since we asked Sherm about, um, asked Sherm about Guthrie's. We'll, we'll go a little bit more serious with you, but, um, Coaching with the Gwinnett Stripers, AAA Braves um, affiliate. Talk to us about that. Is coaching something you always wanted to go into? Is that something that you kind of knew a while back that you wanted to go into? Or like did it just kind of happen? But talk to us about your journey to get there and, and get into it. Yeah, definitely didn't want to coach. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I My career obviously ended sooner than I was – hoping for which is very normal for most athletes um and i had no idea what i wanted to do so 2020 2020 19 was my last year playing rehabbed all 20 um i did nothing uh took classes at fsu fsu grad right here got my diploma coming let's go i beat jordan <laughs> and beat me um congrats um, <laughs> So yeah, I, I finished up school, um, and then 2021, I got my first coaching offer like out of the blue. Um, I saw a neighbor of mine, and he's like, "Hey, like, what are you still doing here?" And I'm like, "My knee doesn't work anymore." And he's like, "What? Like, <laughs> what are you doing?" And I'm like, 
nothing. I'm coaching this high school baseball team. It's awesome. Um, and he's like, I'll call you tomorrow. Um, so then I, I was like how literally like how the ball started rolling. So then the following day, um, I started speaking with the Blue Jays, <clears throat> um, was very close to taking a job there, but um, things didn't end up working out. Um, and then the Braves called um, the GM of the Braves, Alex Anthopoulos. He's the GM who traded for me um, when I was in Detroit. He was the GM of Toronto, traded for me from Detroit to Toronto. Um, so that was like my initial relationship with the Braves. And, you know, I felt like if I was going to get into coaching, um, I would like to do it with an under, you know, the guy who gave me my opportunity to, you know, make my dream come true. So. Um, yeah, here I am. I was in double A last year. It was my first year coaching. Um, I was in Mississippi. Ooh. Um, <laughs> you upgraded your uh, life. You upgraded your life a little bit. Getting outside oh, I'm of Atlanta, living right? now. I'm in the big league right now. This is crazy. 30 minutes, 45 minutes north of Atlanta, golf everywhere. I can jump on a plane, go see my wife. She can jump on a plane, come up here. Yeah. Um, I'm living, man. Life's good. World Series champion Braves. Let's go. That's what I was gonna ask about. Yeah, yeah. So not a bad organization to get with. Like for hey, watch, don't show that cup on here. We'll get sued. Um <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Hey, um, but not a bad organization to get with, right? Like how, you know, obviously, you know, you what was it like being kind of like in the organization as they're going through the playoffs last year and then obviously winning the World Series? Hey, you look like Chris Taylor. Who from me? the Dodgers, Sherm. Am I lying? He does. I gotta Google you. Look, who this you, look, is. you gotta look up Chris Taylor. That is definitely your sorry. He's five nine and over for sure. And he rakes too. Solid. Oh, he raked. In, he raked in college at Virginia. Like couldn't get him out. Yeah, I might yeah, start yeah. having to wear a Dodgers hat. Hey, I'm telling <laughs> you, you pull a lot of people. No, he, he, we couldn't get him out. Seriously. Nah, and then he, he uh, I think he got drafted by the Mariners and just climbed the ladder. Same thing. Daddy Eddie, and get out. yeah, gets traded to the Dodgers, and you know, you just made team. TJ's night, Devin, by saying I don't that. Know who this is, he's going to tell everybody Dodgers you said that. that. Yeah, I'm telling you, look it up. I'm not. Even go look it up. Me. He literally can play any position, and he plays it really well. Changing my avatar. I'm changing my Twitter avi <laughs> right now. I'm putting a new Twitter avi up. <laughs> he breaks. Go, baby. Um, I think I remember the question though. How was it? It was great, man. We. We actually were in the playoffs ourselves, um, and the Double A Mississippi team that I was with, those guys um, won the championship, which was awesome. So I got two rings last year. Um, nice, pretty dang cool. Um, cool having good players, which we did, so that was fun. <laughs> um, um, but it was cool, man. You know, it's I, I grew up a Braves fan, um, and then you start your journey, um, and and you go to college and you get drafted and, you know, you, you get drafted by a team other than the team you grew up rooting for. So you kind of stop being a team, a fan of the team that you rooted for as a kid and you start rooting for the team that pays you. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it really kind of came full circle for me. I always like dreamt of putting on a Braves uniform as a kid with spring training, being in West Palm Beach and, you know, getting to root on a team that I'm now a part of that exact organization. Um, they flew us up for the World Series. Um, unfortunately, we were not there for 
game six when they won, but we were there for games three, four, and five in Atlanta. Um, pretty special. The Braves do it right. They treat their players, their coaches. Um, they treat them like people first, which, as Sherm can tell you and many others, um, that cannot be said everywhere. They treat um, they treat everybody who is an Atlanta Brave really well. Um, I'm very grateful to be a part of this organization. And I think that when you treat the people well inside of your organization, that's like the number one thing that stems into winning um, yeah. in professional baseball because it's tough um, having to show up every day and post your due and, and grind it out through you know late September into October, almost pushing November. Um, you got to be surrounded by good people, and the Braves do a good job of that. So very thankful to be here. Devin, you said you oh, there's the sure. picture. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I see it. I guess I see it. Uh, De- Devin, you said you you really had no plans to get into coaching uh, when you got out of baseball. Did, did you have conversations with the uh, you know meet in eleven about it when the opportunity started to present itself uh, to say hey what do you think should I take this or did they inspire you to get into it at all because like you mentioned it it was never in your plan um, but like many pro athletes careers end shorter than you think and it's on to the next thing and it seems like a lot of athletes have trouble transitioning but it seems like you're transitioning pretty well right now yeah you know I. I... I'd still talk to 11. I, I don't talk to Mead. I, I haven't talked to Mead in a long time. I mean, I don't know, maybe like one time throughout the throughout the last eight, nine, ten years. I had maybe messaged him about a player. I don't I don't talk to Mead. Um, and I like me, no hard feelings, but um, I don't speak to him much. Um, but 11 kept up with my entire career, um, often texted me. You know, congratulations after good games. Me and my wife are watching you. Um, so, yeah, I think that I look back to my times at FSU and I go, man, that was like the most fun I ever had playing baseball. Um, and kind of stemming back to like the last question. Um, I think it all starts at the top. <clears throat> and 11 did a great job of making you want to show up to the field every day. Um, you knew he was going to ride your tail every single ground ball that was hit to you. And he was going to remind you that it's an honor to wear that Seminole uniform and that you play every game like it's your last game. And and uh, so I feel like from my coaches with 11 being included, um, I wanted to kind of mimic how they made me feel and how they made Sherm feel and how they made my teammates feel of wanting to wake up and just win. Um, do whatever it took to win. Um, and that's missing in baseball nowadays. It's cool to, to be in a position where you can kind of inflict that same kind of mentality in these guys and keep know. it loose and keep it fun. And, yeah, it's, it's kind of how everything came about. It was a little crazy. Sherman's going to make a great coach one day, though. Great coach. Sherman's going to make a great coach one day. Sherman can be a big league coach one day. I believe. Let's that. go. I, I, yep. I'll I'll take Devin's word for that. But first, I want to know about how Sherman ended up at Florida State, Sherman, because it, it's a unique story. It sounds like you enrolled in campus. Not even sure if you, they, there was a spot on the team for you. Uh, just walk us through your story of, of how you ended up here. What you saw when you got to Florida State that made you say, "Yeah, 
may, maybe you potentially turn down scholarship offers right away from uh, other universities just to take your shot at Florida State. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, I, I went to Alonzo uh, High School down here in Tampa. Um, oh, Tampa. And, <laughs> it's a pretty – baseball-wise, pretty good school. Yeah. I think they have two uh, championships, uh, state championships now. Uh, Jose Fernandez went there uh, a little after me. Um, Alex Fajardo's on the way up. He's in AAA, I think, with the Tigers, first rounder. So it's from some pedigree there. Um, went there, um, played well. I was undersized, not very fast. Um, I could pick it, but, you know, a lot of people could pick it that are going to go to big D1 schools, let's be honest. Um, and I actually had no scholarship offers out of high school. And I remember making – I made the All-State – team as a senior and still no scholarship offers which was was fine like I had no problem working hard and earning and all that good fun stuff that people like to talk about um but I had been going my summers to the the Florida State camps um and every year they they saw me Florida Mead saw me Jamie Shoup was uh pitching coach at the time he saw me um 11 saw me um and I remember Going into, I just graduated and going into that, uh, I remember my dad emailed uh, Shoop and Shoop was like, well, we can't guarantee you anything. Like we don't, there's no scholarship to give you, but you know, if you want to come out here and try to walk on, we'll give you a chance to walk on. So fast forward to, I enroll in this, Florida State's the only school I wanted to go to. If there was, I didn't really have to worry about grades because my mom and dad were pretty much sticklers about that. So I wasn't worried about getting in that way. So when I got in, it was the only school I wanted to go to. I didn't have any other offers from anywhere else. Um, so it was kind of like, well, what, you know, what else, what else are you going to do? So I, I go to school, and I remembered um, Shoop was like, yeah, you have a chance to, to walk on. So it's probably like two weeks into to fall class. I had already been there for a summer, seeing how, like, you know, the campus is and – I, I called Jamie Shoe. It must have been like a month, random Monday, random Tuesday. School's already in, two weeks already in. I called him I'm like, hey, hey, coach, like this is Sherman. Do you remember me? You know, um, you, you said I'd have a chance to like walk on. I'm expecting some big walk on like tryouts where there's like a hundred guys <laughs> here. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I remember that. Uh, come down right now. And I'm just like, right now. And he's like, yeah, right now. So here I am walking down the Florida State sidewalk. I was staying in Smith's dorm. I don't even know if that's still a dorm. I was in Smith's dorm. I'm walking down the sidewalk with all my stuff, shorts on, walking down. And people are just looking at me like, what the heck? And I'm expecting, <laughs> it's like 1130 in the morning. I'm expecting, I didn't know the, the schedule for practice. I'm expecting to be the only one out there. You know, they hit me some ground balls, let me hit BP, and then they make a decision. I open the gate to the field. They're having full-on practice. Everybody's out there. Tommy Orvitz, Jason Stidham, Stephen Cardulo, everybody, Stuart Tapley, everybody's out there. And Stidham's the only one at second at the time. I don't even warm up. Eleven's like, hey, go out to second. So I'm immediately thrown into, like, turning double play. <laughs> I'm behind Jason Stidham. And I'm just like, dude, this guy led everything last year in the ACC. So – I'm taking ground balls. I remember I, I make a couple – like I was in shorts, and I'm diving over that. I make a couple plays. I remember that. And uh, I don't remember anything else from that practice other than uh, we get done, and 11's like, big guy, what you got tomorrow? 
And I'm just like, um, just class 11. He's like, what time's your class? I'm 8 a.m., you know. He's like, great. Come out tomorrow at 1. All right. <laughs> so the next day I come out, same thing. Run through the whole thing. Tells me the same thing. Big guy, come out tomorrow. That goes on for a week. So I'm like, okay. And I remember at the end of that week, it's Friday. At the end of the week, Eleven's like, Dane, and Dane was our equipment manager at the time. Dane, get him a locker. And I'll never forget this until I die. I got the locker, and I'm so excited. I'm thinking I made the team. I'm so excited. I call my dad. I'm like, Dad, you know, they're giving me a locker. He goes, you have a number? And I was like, well, no, I didn't have a number. <laughs> not on the team until you have a number. And I was like, back to work. So, like, I just kept working. <laughs> on the yeah. whole fall. I didn't have a number the whole fall into the spring. We come back for the spring. I still don't have a number. It's probably, like, two weeks before the season starts. I'm still out there practicing. No number on my back. Everybody else got a number. Dane, get him a number. Dane, like, mm. right on the spot. Runs up. Hey, these are the numbers available. I was like, dude, I'll take the lowest. 32 is a low. <laughs> and I remember I told him that. Everybody was happy, you know. Um, but these guys were like, mammoths. I, I got into college. I was a buck 45 soaking wet. Everybody's huge. And that's kind of that. That's my story of getting there. And then, and then from there, I'm just like in my head the whole time this freshman year is going on. I'm not playing, obviously. I, I did well my freshman year. I went 10 for 20 something, 10 for 21. Played well when I got opportunity, but I didn't expect to play. These guys were good in front of me. And the whole time I'm thinking I have to get bigger and I have to get faster and I have to do it in a hurry because not only are these guys, you know, here, but there's guys coming that they're recruiting. Like I was a smart kid. So that led into having a pretty good season for when I did get time in. I learned a lot, Um, went into that summer played in the Valley League, um, played well there, gained like 30 pounds. So I come back, I'm like 175 now. And I'm like, this is great. But I'm still in my head. I'm still like, dude, you got to get it every day. Like I'm worried about getting cut. So in comes that next year, I'm a sophomore, Devin's freshman year, in comes Devin. At this point, I was the only one that was returning at second base. Here comes Devin. And the first day Devin comes out there, we're taking ground balls. And I take the first ground ball. I'm like, yeah, this is easy. And I usually, you, you know, you watch guys and you see, like, where you measure up. This was the first time in my life. And I'm not, I'm not making this up. I'm not fluffing him up, nothing. This is the first time in my life I saw another guy take a ground ball. And I was just like, he picks it just as well, if not better than me. That was my initial thought. And I was like, wow, we are in for, like, I'm in for, I don't know if I'm, like, I'm just being honest, like, I give credit where credit's due. I was like, I don't know. Like, this guy is good, and he's a freshman. So I'm not talking, and I'm I'm not a type that's gonna like get mad or hate. We become the best of friends. Like every day, we're talking. Like, hey, you know, what what do you want to do tonight? Or we're talking, and we don't. I don't know if he noticed it at the time. I didn't notice it. Our game was going like this, like, and we were just playing well, but we weren't really noticing it, and I didn't notice until we're we're deep in the fall and Tyler Holt's in center field and you guys should know by now Tyler Holt is loud very good player super loud and I think I I think that inning before I hit a double off the screen and then that inning Devin made like a nasty play up the middle 
and I just hear Tyler just yell tug of war. And I'm just like, tug of war. And everybody in the field like kind of notices. And I was like, what is going on here? Like we were playing so well. Like I, I don't, Devin can tell you if he knows, I didn't notice that we were competing. It's, I didn't think, I didn't think about it like that. I was just like, dude, we're just playing baseball. Yeah. We went through that the whole fall into the spring. And at this point, like I'm starting to notice, I'm like, dang, like this dude is good. Like there's no way he can, he has to play. Like, he turns the double play fast. He breaks everything. He's a freshman. Like he, he's super fast. He has to play. And um, I'm still like, nah, I'm not really. I'm just like, well, you know, maybe I'll, you know, I'll come off the bench. Like whatever. Fast forward, where it's me, Sean. This this quartet is funny. It's me, Sean Gilmartin, Devin Travis, and James Ramsey. Us four. <laughs> We're at Publix. Pretty good four. And we simultaneously, we get a phone call. I get a phone call from Shoop. He gets a phone call from me. 11 needs to see you. Dude, I didn't go to, oh, my God, this is great. I went to, oh, my God, I'm getting cut. I just went off for, like, a fall. So did he. For a fall and a spring, we went off. I immediately, I was like, I'm getting cut. Like, this is it. <laughs> I, do, I do something wrong. That like, I mess up on, on, in, in class. Like, I, I, I sit in the front. I get good grades. So we, we go in there, and Eleven's like, oh, yeah, both of you come back. And we're just like, we kind of look at each other like, what the heck? Um, and Eleven's like, well, both of y'all have had a great fall and spring. And we're just like, okay. And then he goes, you're both going to play. And we kind of looked at each other like, heck yeah, like this is awesome. And you're going to move to third. It is, And he's like, and Eleven's, this was so funny. Eleven was like trying to sell me on it. He's like, Sherman, it is not a hard position. In my head, I was like, 11, you, you can make up a new position for me to play. I could play Rover. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure it out. And he was like, Devin, you're going to play second. Um, and that was kind of how it went. Like, that's how in the rest of my career, that's how it went. We were roommates on the road, uh, hung out at home all the time. And that's, that's just how it went. Our families became best of friends. That's just how it went. So it was great. So I love the answer because you really took us from basically when you were being recruited till when you found out you were going to be playing and really have a very integral part in this team. Um, you mentioned coming in really light at like a buck 45. Um, you, you kind of hinted you, you worked your tail off to get that weight up. Uh, sounds like you put a little more work into getting your weight up than Devin did on his Guthrie's diet, though, right? <laughs> well, no, it was kind of. I mean, if, if 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 he if he was eating that much Guthrie's, it was kind of similar. Like I remember our uh, our trainer was Jesse. Uh, you had Jake Fowl in there. Well, I mean, was awesome, man. I think he's with the the Falcons now. Um, but he he's was ten awesome. minutes from me here. Yeah, never let us get Thanks. hurt. Like that guy was awesome. I owe that guy a lot. Um, but we had uh, Jesse was our athletic trainer, and Jesse was literally like, "Okay, like we're gonna lift, but you have to eat everything." Dude, I was like, we had muscle milk back then. I was drinking like two of those after a lift. And then I'd go home and eat. I'd wake up and drink a shake. Like I was like getting after it, but it was like kind of gross. <laughs> you kind of think about it. Like I was like, I was intaking so many calories, but it worked. <laughs> I, got, I got bigger. It worked. Um, Definitely worked. You talked about your, uh, I needed the opposite. So anyway, the, uh, you talked about kind of getting after it and, I mean, there's no way that we could ask you not ask you about this, but like your first at bat. Um, I think Devin, you hit a home run in your first MLB game, right? 
Did we talk about uh, that when you yeah, were on here? Yeah, yeah. My first, not my first at bat though. Well, your I first game. Story. I have a story yeah. about that too. So you're, but but sure, like your first at bat is a grand slam. <laughs> Did you just like? Okay, I haven't seen the video of this. Like, forgive me. I was. Oh, it's on. I YouTube? was at a different college. I was partying and stuff. Like, I don't. I don't remember this at all. But your first at bat's a grand slam. How bad? How big did you pimp it? Or did you, did you not even like know what was going? On? Like, I've, I, we've talked to some people. We had Alex Powers on from the softball team a couple of weeks ago. We asked her about her walk off against Florida, and she basically just said like, "I don't remember it. Like, I just blacked out. Like, I hit it." Devin said that when he hit the home run in Toronto. Like, I don't remember. It. I just blacked out and started running. Do you remember it? Or did you just same thing? Like, you know, talk to no, us about I, that. I remember because there was a, a series of events that happened. So it was kind of still early in the year. The weekend before was our first, um, our first like road series in the ACC. Only so many people travel to those. Like, not the whole team travels. Only so many people. I was not on the travel list, and I remember not. I didn't even know before. Like, I just saw the list posted, and I was like, I'm not on there. I didn't know that only so many people travel. So when I wasn't traveling, I was mad. I remember I drove home to Tampa, hit with my dad in the cages. Well, that weekend they played Virginia. And this is right as this is Danny Holton's freshman year, Prosha, Chris Taylor. All those guys were like there. So they were super good. And they kind of like beat us bad that weekend. We got snowed out one time and they crushed us for two other games. We were getting called like the worst team in Florida State history, all that stuff. So we come back, and that Tuesday against High Point was our first game after that. I was so mad that I didn't travel that I was like, I remember going up to the plate because I was a pinch hit, like 11. I was like, Tampa, grab a bat. (laughs) And I'm on deck. And what made me even more you do a great 11 impersonation just oh, to let you know you do a fantastic 11 you gotta hear Devin. we have so many stories. but i remember we were up like 14 to 4 and i remember the guy on the mound was just getting taxed well they the coach brings in a left-handed left-handed pitcher and i was just like dude is this guy serious i was like okay the first pitch that he throws over the plate i'm gonna try to hit it to the moon so bases are loaded i was like he's gonna try to throw a fastball over the plate I try to hit it to the moon and that's probably all I got at that, at that point, but I hit it with everything I had and I hit it. And I was just like, that's right. Like as I was running the plate, as I was running the bases. Uh, so I didn't black out, but I remember, I just remember how my teammates reacted. I, I remember how Cardulo and Hunter Scantling, they had never seen me like get into a baseball like that. So they were like going wild. Like Omid Dinesh and those guys, they were, they were going wild. So it was fun. So I, yeah, I definitely remember it. But I also remember Devin's. I was on my way to Double A. We were driving. I ju- we had just broke camp from uh, from Double A to Arkansas. We're driving and we're going through. Um, I can't remember where it was. We were going through one of these towns and they had like a Fuzzy's Taco Shop. And I'm like, dude, we gotta stop. Devin's Devin's. They do that. <laughs> I I missed the first. We gotta stop. We gotta stop. Guy stops. We get in there. Devin's up. Homer. And I lose it in this taco shop. Like, I'm the only one yelling. Everybody's looking at me like, what the heck? And I'm, like, just yelling. I'm like, let's go. Like, I, I didn't know what to do. I was losing my mind. Uh, but, yeah, that was, that was great. I, I made it perfectly in time for that, Homer. That's awesome. Man, it was in Yankee Stadium. My like, dog. That, dude. That's my dog. <laughs> And Devin, you know, we, we talked about it earlier. You you got to play with Sherman and, and live with him. Just, just 
it was fun last time talking to you about your, your memories at Florida State and now hearing his. But just curious, what was it like, you know, rooming with him and then just playing with him? And obviously, you guys have a, a strong bond to where you're here on this podcast today. It, it, it Something awesome to see when it comes to Florida State athletics, just former teammates keeping that fraternity alive. Yeah, man. I mean, it was, it was in my wedding. Um, I got married two months ago, two months ago. Yes, over two months ago, three almost three months ago, he's in my wedding, um, and I, uh, you know, when you, when I think about the game of, of baseball, I, the first memories that like come back to me now that I'm two years removed from playing, aren't really things that happen per se that I did on the field. Um, you know, maybe moments like celebrating going to Omaha was awesome or, or, or every time you got to shake hands after a win in the big leagues was really cool. Going to the playoffs was really cool. Winning in the playoffs was really cool. Like all that stuff's cool, but it's not like the first thing I think of. I, I, I think of people, I'd say one, um, I think of moments off the field probably or two, um, you know, chances to, to go to dinner with guys and maybe have a drink or two and get silly and maybe see where the night takes you. I, I, I think about times like that, but, but I think that number one thing of like people, like, you know, baseball's given me so much, right. It's given me like my dreams have come true through baseball. Um, but I think that the most important thing that, that baseball has given me is my friends um, and friends that are now family. Um, and I think that's why Florida state baseball has been successful for so long is because, it's about, it's about this and understanding that this back here is just there as a part of this. And I, I think that the coolest thing with me and Sherm was, I mean, we were, we were going at it. Like whether we knew it or not, like whatever, I think we both really respected each other and we, 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 thought highly of each other as people. Um, so we didn't let the competition get in the middle of it, but we were two dogs that were trying to eat the same piece of meat. And we were wondering how the hell is, are me and you going to eat the same piece of meat? And how is he not going to be on the field and I be on the field or maybe, and he, I'm sure he was thinking the same thing. I mean, it's probably some of the best baseball I've, I've ever played in my life. And, you know, I owe Sherm a lot of credit to, to what my career turned out to be. Um, I didn't have much competition as a kid. And most guys that go to Florida State don't have much competition as as kids. And, you know, we're used to being the, the best player on our T-ball team or our coach bitch team or our travel ball team or our high school team, whatever the case may be. And I went to Florida State and I looked up and I said, for the first time in my life, I'm looking at someone that's sitting next to me that's trying to eat the same piece of meat that I don't know if I got what it takes to get it. So, I know that I'm going to have to find a way to get this piece of meat or else I, I, I don't know how I'm going to move forward with my career. So um, I think it's just really cool to see two guys that are in competition become the best of friends. And, and, and like Sherm said, our, our families were always so close. I mean, you look in the stands, Devin's parents, they're Sherm's parents. Um, 
you saw us off the field. There's Devin and there, there's Sherman. Um, so I think it's like really cool for me to, to be able to call Sherman one of my best friends and, and knowing that it stemmed from two dogs that were trying to eat the same piece of meat um, and to be able to kind of let everything circumnavigate and, and, and push forward 10 years outside of college and to see where we are today is you know pretty special um, for me. And I think that's what being a Florida State Seminole is about. And I think it's what always needs to be pressed and stressed is it's a damn blessing to put on that uniform. And what you have inside that locker room is all the hell you got. Um, so I think that Sherman and I took to that pretty good and, and um, formed a pretty special bond. Yeah, and that's cool to hear. We've heard that from some of the football guys that we've had on. We had Myron Roll on, and we've had different people that have kind of like talked about that camaraderie. And, you know, obviously football gets the publicity, and like we hear about that and we see that and stuff like that. But it's cool to hear that that like exists other places and stuff like that. And like you guys really were able to, you know, raise not only the level of your play, but like lifelong friendships to where like, you know, it's you're still hanging on a French fry podcast like 10 years later and, and talking with us tonight um, on the other side of that. So, you know, not to get super deep into the team right now, but I want to kind of get both of you guys' take on this team has been up and down at times this year. Um, some guys are struggling, just had a rough had highest of highs. They had five straight ranked wins and then they go on the road to a, an okay below average Clemson team and lose that series and then come home for like a really tough series. Like just so again, not to harp so much on this year's team, but like, how do you kind of like turn that around? I'll go Sherm first and then Devin, but um, like, how do you kind of overcome and like refocus whether you're going through a, a team slump, a personal slump, both at the same time? Like, how do you like kind of get, get your mojo back, right? Like, to be cliche. Uh, so the first thing I'm going to say is uh, at Florida State, there's some places that are – I don't care how that team is doing. There's some places that are tough to play. Clemson is yeah. one of those places. Like, I really enjoyed playing there, but that's a tough place to play. I don't care how they're doing before we get in there. That's a tough place to play. Um, and to kind of expand on that, uh, there's going to be ups and downs. I mean, we – there's – I mean – I kind of I've oddly looked at our teams um, today. I was telling one of my buddies, he was like, oh, how are you guys when you're in college? And I was kind of showing like our records. There, there, was, there, was ups and, there was times we lost to, you know, North Florida. It's not a team that we thought we should ever lose to, but it's baseball. Um, those kind of streaks happen. Um, and it's, it's kind of like, how well can you stay the course? Like, we know who we were. Like, we know what we're capable of. When we put it all together, we know what we're capable of. We know we can play with any team in the country, beat any team in the country. Great. Um, so as a team-wise, it's literally just staying the course. Like, And I think 11, I think me, they did a good job of understanding that while we were there. And even now, they, they did a good job of understanding that and not pressing that panic button when it's late. I mean, mid to late April, early May. They like there's just there can't be a panic button yet. There's so much baseball left to play, and eleven used to say that so much. A lot of baseball left to play because it's just true. Um, you're not even to the playoffs yet, and Devin can tell you this: when you get to the playoffs, it is whoever gets hot. And when you get hot, it there's all bets are off about what happened in 
the middle of April against Clemson at Clemson. All bets are off because when you get hot, like that our senior year, that 2012 year, Arizona, dude, I think they were like an out away from losing to St. John in the Super. We wouldn't even have played them. They win that game and they get rolling. And I'm telling you, and Devin might be able to, that might have been the best hitting team, not for homers, but hitting the ball in the gap, grinding out at bats. That might have been the best hitting team that we played. So they kind of got stayed the course. We did it my sophomore year, I believe. Um, you, you just have to stay within who you are and just keep playing, keep plugging along, day by day thing. And then as personally, I I think it's really just leaning on your buddies. Like, and I, I tell people all the time, Devin seen me play more baseball than pretty much any coach um, in Pro Bowl has ever seen me play. Like, he's going to see it. He's going to see it when it's really good. He's going to see it when it's really bad. He can gauge both of those. He can help manage those emotions, right? Like, it's easier to bounce back if you're not so emotional about a bad loss, you know, or a bad outing. You go 0 for 4 with 3Ks and a couple errors. It's going to happen. Everybody was all over uh, Logan Lacey, right? Like, it, that stuff happens. I want a gold glove. I, I doesn't mean I didn't make any errors. I made errors. It's going to happen. But it's like, okay, Dev, he wouldn't let me, you know, I have a bad game. He wouldn't let me be like, oh, man. Dev, look, come on, man. We ain't worried about that. Like, let's go. Like, and that helped me. Oh, okay. Like, boom, back. And vice versa. Like, he just, there was no, you know, sulking. There was no pouting. It was literally like, boom, you're back on it. And it's like, all right, he's got me. I've got him. And, and that's how it was. We had a bunch of guys like you had you had Sean Gilmore and you had James Ramsey. You had Hunter Scantling. Like you had a bunch of guys like that around you to where there was no like feel sorry. It's like literally next play. I got you next play. Let's go. Yeah. Devin, can you speak to that a little bit, too? I mean, I know Sherm uh, covered a lot of it, but talk to just about like coming back from kind of some lows also i see what you're saying about sure being a coach bro he's got me ready to run through this wall right here i'm not going to because i just renovated this house but like that's what you're saying bro you're not one kidding day, about that one day. Coach. um no i think he nailed it all i mean it's it's the hardest game in the world um it's the hardest game to be good every day in the world it's the hardest game to win in the world um got newfound respect for golf um so I guess I'm speaking mostly on team games. Um, I believe at Florida State, the regular season is their practice games. I mean, I mean that respectfully. Um, because we at Florida State, we've never won one, but we expect to win one every year. Um, and that's a national championship and and had a first season and a second season. And the first season are practice games. And Dan, I tell you what, Florida State will be in a regional, whether they host or as a one seed or the scariest four seed in the country, three seed in the country. I don't even know. I don't even know their record. Um, I don't think I really start watching a lot until the postseason. Um, not that I'm a bad fan, but before I was playing and now I'm coaching and it's hard to like really run it all. I did follow that Georgia Tech series. Damn it, James Ramsey. Um, <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, these are practice games. Keep rolling. Keep getting better every day. Keep building together as a team. Who really gives a damn at the end of the day? They're going to get in a regional and they got a chance to be the hottest team in the country. And like Sherm says, 
The hottest team in the country wins championships. Very seldomly does the best team in baseball win the championship. I don't know if the Braves were a better team on paper than the Astros. I'd be willing to bet that no one would say that they were. That's from a pitching and hitting perspective. Um, but the Braves were hot, and the Braves were three, four, five, six games under 500 at the All-Star break. And the Braves came out of that All-Star break firing, and Alex went and got Soler and Rosario and Chuck Peterson. And them boys looked at each other and said, all right, let's see what let's we got and see what we're made of yeah. and let's roll. And, and, and they did. So, yeah, these are practice games and keep getting ready because those practice games are going to turn to real games pretty soon. And you want to be ready to fire on all cylinders. All right, cool. I'm going to bring um, Harlan in real quick. I'm going to kick Richie out. Um, Richie's got to pee. He drinks way too much. Um, <laughs> has to pee like seven times an episode. I told you he was a lot older than I am, bro. He's like 80 year old man. So Harlan, I don't know how your Wi-Fi is. I know that you complain about Sherman complains about that a little bit when you guys are playing Warzone and stuff. But yeah. if you got hooked up to the hotspot, what's going on, Harlan? Yeah, so I just want to let everybody know out there that I'm a better Warzone player than Sherman. I don't hear I'm anything old. he's saying, or is that just me? I can hear it, but it's delayed. I hear it. Yeah, I'm the goat at Warzone. Sherm is a baby goat. Just let everybody out there know. Um, and second of all, I just wanted to shout out. Uh, I know we've been tooting Sherm's horn a little, horn a little bit, but um, I was 10 years old watching Sherman Johnson hit a grand slam his first at bat at Dick Hauser. And I'll let Sherm tell the story since my internet's so bad. But I ended up friending him on Facebook and um, asking him to play a few Call of Duty games with me. And Sherm, you uh, you take it from there. Oh man. Oh yeah. That's a, that's a while back, but yeah. Um, I'm a big gamer. Uh, Devin obviously knows this. Um, but I like to play video games. Um, and it was just, I think it was my sophomore year. If I believe, I don't know, sophomore, freshman year, but, um, just one of those days after a game I was just on. And back then for me, Facebook was a thing. So I just put it on Facebook, you know, Hey, if anybody wants to run some, some call of duty, you know, and I guess Harlem was 10 years old, probably shouldn't be on the internet, but you know, it's Harlem. Um, oh yeah, I'll run. Is, my game attack is this? Is this the real Sherman Johnson? And I'm just like, yeah, man. Like this is really me. Like once he, once I add him and we get on, so we start talking on the mic, and I hear his mom like, Harlan, who are you talking to?" She's like, "It's Sherman Johnson, mom." And 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 her, uh, Harlan's mom's like, "Harlan, you can't be talking. That's not the real Sherman Johnson." And uh, she gets on the mic. And I'm like, "Yes, ma'am, I am." And she's like, "Okay, well, they're 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 hitting." um sunday come out if it's you and i i went out there and they were hitting she's oh my god it's really i was like yeah like yeah i play video games uh so we've been friends ever since play a lot of video games ever since um i'm really good friends with his family um his mom dad younger brother um friends with them all so that's actually hilarious it's also hilarious that um I, so i know harlan's mom harlan's mom is awesome it's also hilarious that she thought that like somebody was impersonating Sherman Johnson. This is not like a shot at Sherman <laughs> at all, but it's like, it was like Kobe Bryant or Buster Posey or, you know, like it was like, yeah, Bob, this is really Sherman Johnson. Like, come on, man. So anyway, that's pretty hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it really was. I, I was just like, yes, ma'am. This is really me. <laughs> I'm a little afraid of Harlan's mom too. So like, I kind of get like that you want to be, you don't want to get too much in trouble. So, all right, we'll we'll ask a couple more. We'll get you guys out of here. We've been on for like 45 minutes. And like I said, I feel like we could just talk forever. You guys are really awesome to 
to kind of connect with and chat with. So we really appreciate your time. Um, Devin, I'm going to ask you about football and then we'll go back a little bit of baseball and, and then get out of here. But um, we had you on right after Jordan was announced the starter. Like Jordan was like, Jordan was announced the starter in 2020, two or three games in, led Florida State um, in a comeback victory in week three of that season and then was named the starter. A couple of weeks later, beat UNC. That's why I was surprised you went into coaching. Obviously, that gif has gone viral of you dancing in the uh, – I thought you might be on, like, Dancing with the Stars or something like that instead of um, instead of going to coaching. With, but, uh, with the mask. Really with the mask. I know. You feel like the – you know, like – it was, oh, it was only during show. COVID, right? Yeah. I was so, feeling it. Um, the real dancer out of the two of us, that's for sure. Yeah. This is what we need. This is what we need on the next podcast. Um, but anyway, so – You've obviously watched Jordan grow from like taking over a team that wasn't very good two years ago in 2020. We won three games to last year, Florida State went five and three in the games he started. Um, so obviously improved the ton. It's hard to hold much against him for the games that he wasn't there in, but he kept Florida State in a lot of games and, and has really become like the guy in Tallahassee. Like he's not just like, oh, Jordan Travis got named the starter in 2020. Like, He's the athlete, like he's that guy on campus right now, right? Like that, he's the one that like everybody wants to be around. He's the one that everybody, you know, he's everybody's guy. And like, what is that like transition of like watching him? Cause like you were, you knew all that was going to happen like back in 2020 when we had you on. Like we could tell in your confidence. We've talked with you since then. You've always been like his biggest supporter and biggest fan. But like, how cool has it been to like watch him go from like, oh, this guy got named the starter of a bad team to like, now he's the guy. Um, yeah, I think the first thought that comes in my, my head is it's hard not being the guy and wanting to be the guy and no one believes you're the guy. Sure. It's even harder being the guy and everybody knows you're the guy. Um, so I think that's my message to him. Um, I'm sure he'll listen to this. Um, so this is me speaking as a big brother and, and, and as somebody who wants to see him succeed, um, I read everything on Twitter. Uh, he probably was getting caught reading everything on Twitter. Um, and it's damn hard reading that on stuff on Twitter. But let me tell you something. When everybody doubts you and then you do something good, it's fun. But when you're expected to be good and then you don't play good, it gets hard. Um, so I'm proud of him. I'm happy for him. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't think I was ever shocked i'm not a football guy i don't know much about passing or reading defenses or whatever the case may be um but i think i said on this show that when jordan travis is in the game number one you never know what the hell is going to happen and number two florida state has a chance to win every ball game um and i mean that as a fan not as a brother listen my brother's got a ton of stuff he needs to work on, and I don't give a damn how good he gets. He needs to get better at it all. I'll be the first to say it. But any fan who wants to say when they watch Florida State that they don't at least feel like we have a chance to win when he plays, maybe I need to watch a different sport or maybe I don't know <laughs> much about football. But when that little sucker's in the game, he's nuts. And, yeah, he might throw six picks, but he also might – throw four touchdowns and run three for himself. So um, I'm proud of him. I'm happy of him. Truthfully, I'm just a supporter of my brother. Um, and I watch the game as a fan. Um, and I root for him like a fan because 
No one loves Florida State more than me. You might love it just as much, but no one loves it more than me. And I'm out. I'm I love, out. I love this football. guy wakes up when when all those kids are signing their national letter of intent. This guy wakes <laughs> oh, up man. at 7 a.m. I promise you. He I had it out of my phone. You wake. Sure, you awake? I'm like, dude, I don't care about those football guys <laughs> freshmen that are about to sign. I don't care. I used to think them football players in college were all superstars. I never Evan was locked in. Sorry to but I, all them when all those boys are coming, like Kobe McGano, Jeff Luck, Shaw Green. All of them were coming. Yeah. I loved them all. I love Florida State football. Look, I'm a I love Florida State baseball, but I love Florida State football. And damn it, my brother was at Louisville, and I still love Florida State football. <laughs> so I don't mean none of this disrespectfully. And I try to do a good job on Twitter and never say nothing. But I read a bunch of stuff people say. <laughs> a bunch of stuff people say. And a few people have been real wrong. And I, I've even had the courage to even message a couple of them every now and then. And I feel like every time I read their Twitter, the only thing they're wishing for is for him to do something bad. But when he does something good, they don't say nothing. And you know what? That's okay. That's okay. But that's my message to Jordan. Is it's easy when you're not good or no one thinks you're good or no one expects much out of you to go out and do good things and go, oh, my God, well, maybe he can. But, damn it, you've never seen hard until people say, oh, this is what he can be. And then he ain't. So. Yeah. Go get it. That's my message. Go, go Knowles, too. I'm staying off Twitter this year. I'll be typing in Jordan Travis in that search bar because I love reading that stuff. <laughs> send it to me. <laughs> send, it, send it to my DMs. I, I don't mind uh, yeah. tweeting at him, bro. <laughs> Fourth and 14. That was sick, too. But, damn it, we got to do better than five and six or whatever the hell we are. We got to do better. Yeah. But damn it, it was fun being Miami. I can't stand Miami. I can't stand Miami. <laughs> I grew up loving Miami, but you know what? I cannot stand Miami. And I mean that respectfully. I mean it respectfully, but I, I, I can't, can't stand uh, it. I, I mean it disrespectfully. I can't stand him either, Devin. Uh, well, but th- th- that 4th and 14, every, every Florida State fan that was watching, was they felt that, right? That to Andrew, no, no disrespect to Andrew Parchment. If he doesn't make that catch, he's forgotten about two years from now, three years from now, definitely 10 years from now. But Jordan Travis making that throw will always be remembered. And uh, I- I'm just curious to get your thoughts because you were a pretty big name on Florida State's campus at the time, but you had no name, image, and likeness. Uh, have you tried to help Jordan navigate this? I know he has the 4th and 14 shirts. I have one. I- I've, got- I've got to get the coffee mug. Uh, he's got his own brand. Um, how are you helping him with this in, in between you and Sherm? Who would have got the bigger NIL deals in Tallahassee? Probably Sherm because he got no that way. smile. No way. Uh, <laughs> he got that Sherm smile. got that. that sure. Was, okay. Sherm was a bad man got, in college. I'm going to jump in, too. Like, Sherm can talk, bro. I think Sherm can negotiate an NIL deal or two, bro. Like, <laughs> I will tell you this. Dude. I will tell you this, though. I wouldn't have done any NIL deal without Devin being attached to it. So it would have been oh, or nothing. We would have got been something. getting half of your cash, dog. <laughs> <laughs> we would have got something. We would have got something for sure. Um, but yeah, that's a now that you bring that up, that's a, uh, a different dynamic uh, to all of college yeah. sports, really. Yeah. Um, it's 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 how do you as a coach, how do you get guys to like buy in and focus 
um, on what we're doing here right now. We can worry about that stuff later. How do you get them to buy in and focus without them going to the transfer uh, portal, yeah. which is another wild um, part of athletics now. Hot like, takes. You can't really. How do you coach somebody hard now? You coach them too hard. See ya. How do you how do you say, hey, you know, you, you're really good, but this guy's ahead of you right now. He's really good. Maybe you wait a year. Maybe you sit behind him and learn for a year. How do you do that now? If you can just go, oh, no, I'm good. I'm gone. I'll go to I'll go to this school. How do you do it now? And it's it's I I understand like a lot of people gave Nick Saban like, you know, I'm a big Nick Saban fan, by the way. Uh, but a lot of people gave him crap about what he said about the NIL and all that stuff. But it's kind of true. Like, how do you coach the way coaching needs? To, how do you tell a player the on everybody wants the truth, right? How do you tell him the truth? That's going to be on. We were we were late to do this podcast because we recorded with Brooke, the the women's basketball coach. I don't mean to blow her up or anything, but like kind of off air, she said, like, yeah, this ain't the way it was 10 years ago. Like, this is just a different sport now. Like, this is like sports are different. Like, they just are. Kids are different. College is turning into a professional sport. It is. And that's that's a dangerous slope because these are kids. They're not grown men, grown women yet. These are kids, and they're still trying to navigate class and some of them it's their first time you know with a significant other trying to navigate that they're trying to navigate you know uh if i don't pass this class i i fail out like there's trying there's so much stuff going around and now you're throwing into you know the biggest thing that would make somebody crazy is money and it's like okay this kid doesn't take that this whole fan the fan base is already used to get mad if they don't if if Travis Hunter doesn't go to school. Like they're already mad, but now it's like, okay, did he not go to school because of money? So does our school not have enough money to give that kid? And then you're going to run into kids going, okay, like you were going to offer that kid this much money. I want that much. Yeah. And he's going to say, he's going to hold out until you give him that much. And now he's going to be like, no, I'll just go to Miami or Clemson. They'll give me this much. And it's just like, ah, like you have to pull out your hair. Like wild, bro. Challenge. I want to be a college coach. Like, eventually at a big d1 but man is that a that's uh nah, just go coach at the Braves. Now. just go coach at the Braves with devin bro just skip this mess right now it might take a while uh but they'll they'll have to they'll have to change it it'll right normalize now. it'll it'll normalize and stabilize yeah. eventually but it's a couple years down the road it's gonna oh, be the wild, sure, wild west right now wild, it is man. the wild west and whew, boy i tell you what that is that is uh, and I can't believe they did it because it's not the smaller schools. It's the smaller D1s that are just going to get absolutely crushed. They might get one guy, yeah. but after that, you're not going to have any money um, to give out. You're just you're going to get crushed. You're going to get crushed by the, the – Get them sticky. <laughs> so, damn, how the hell? I didn't even hear that question get asked. <laughs> So, so Devin, Devin, I, I got I got an idea for you, Devin. Nothing on that subject. Well, I'll say it for you. I'll say it for you. So you you you're a little bit too close. I don't have I don't have a younger brother or younger sister in it right now. I can say whatever. Hey, I, I, I did it have doesn't even have nothing to do with Jordan High, but I just say I I understand everything you're saying. Uh, <laughs> okay, I get it. There well, we go. Well, De- Devin, if if uh, your brother needs like a temper beater match or something. Uh, 
my uh, best friend can help him out. I, I love real quick. I just got to talk about it. I, I get a text from my best friend Weston one day. Man, Devin Travis was just in here, and we started talking about double fries, no slaw. What, what was that like? Just showing up to the city furniture down there in South Florida. I won't say which one, and just just. No, give a little shout out, bro. I, the I thought show. that was hilarious. And, and honestly, I was a little flattered that you remembered who I was after because it had been a few months since the last recording at that point. Yeah, that was tight. That was tight. I, I was, we, my, my wife and I, we just um, purchased a new home and, and that credit card just keeps getting swiped. So <laughs> it'd be Every smart to go with her that. to City Furniture check out to see like what the heck was gonna go down and anyways yeah the guy like i don't know like west noticed me which is cool he was like yeah whoa dude damn you remember me that's awesome yeah <laughs> yeah i know the freaking richie yeah dude that show's awesome yeah i love their tweets man like I wish I could run y'all's account because if I could run y'all's account, I could make y'all's Twitter fire. Harlan, give him the password, bro. Who cares? Yeah, I have so many things that. Oh yeah, let me get it one day. But anyway, yeah, we're hiring interns right now. Okay, that's cool. (laughs) And yeah, he gave us a discount too. So Wes, my brother, that was awesome. (laughs) Go to City Furniture, everybody. No one, no one ain't listening to me. But if you happen to go to City Furniture, and go you got a guy that owns a whole City Furniture, and he's not sponsoring the pod, Richie. What, what were you doing? No, he runs one showroom, but I, I'm going to see if we can get Jordan an IL deal because I, maybe uh, if we get Devin an IL deal and he can sponsor the pod. Let's roll. Yeah, for Jordan, Jordan in my house. For Jordan, we yeah. need <laughs> Dude, I'm so right in that crib. <laughs> Or else you guys are gonna be getting like air mattress. Dude, like there's no way. Like you're having coaches <laughs> on, former players. Like, I mean, I I'm not I'm not like a a normal fan, but I would assume that they would really enjoy hearing insight from former players about you know what's going on in um, pro sports, the state of Florida State athletics. I'm sure they would like. That. I agree. We what, went. What you talking about, Sherman? I missed that. <laughs> I was just talking about, you know, Florida State Athletics, Devin. I'm sorry. No, I, I really didn't hear you. I, I yeah, you're trying to get us some sponsorship deals. He's yeah. trying to get everybody on this show paid. All sure. four of us. Well, yeah. Do it, Sticky. <laughs> Let's go. That's what I'm trying to say. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here. Devin, Travis, Sherman, Johnson, guys, we had a blast tonight. We went like three times as long as I thought we would. Sorry. Um, no, you're fine. First time in my life that's ever happened. But uh, hey, um, but, uh, we uh, we nobody's listening this late. Uh, we appreciate you guys for hanging out. We'll have to do it again sometime soon. Maybe we'll do it in person soon. Uh, back in Tallahassee, at one of them bars that we won't remember the next day, and we'll get Guthrie's on the way home. But thank you guys so much for uh, hanging out. We really do appreciate it, guys. Oh, I got one shout out. One shout out. We got. We can do four shout outs. Richie's got a shout out. You got Uh-oh. one. Oh. We'll all do one. <laughs> um, this one, this one is to uh, I've never talked to him, I've never spoken to him. Uh, but this one's to Logan Lacey. Um, oh my man. I'm a big fan. To all the fans out there, relax. He's gonna be okay. It's it's gonna be all right. He what, was like the best player doing? on the team. What, what happened for a while? Like, just relax. Bro, he really was the best player on the team. When it when it's time, when 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 Devin's talking about that second season, when when the end of May rolls around and and you guys are looking up in a regional and a super regional he'll be there he'll be there he's a good player he one to deep left 
What's what's wrong? What what is what's so bad about Logan? I always read that they, name on Twitter uh, last couple of years. What's what's wrong? He, he we they they went up to Clemson and and he just it, just one of those games. Dude. Man, leave that man alone. Exactly. <laughs> I have no idea how hard it hey, is. Devin's I, gonna Devin's gonna add Logan Lacey to the Jordan Travis. Logan Lacey, I'm right for sure. <laughs> you should. I'm a big fan of that kid. Well, good if he is me too, and leave him damn alone. You have no idea how hard this damn game is, and when you mess up once, it's way easier to mess up twice. And if you messed up twice, hit that same ball again, you probably gonna mess up three times. And so would you that's listening. So leave that man alone. Listen, I coach AAA baseball with a bunch of damn guys that all are good enough to be playing in the big leagues, and they mess up every damn day on balls that I'm like, how the hell did you do it? And then I smack myself in the face and go. It's the hardest game in the damn world. Leave that man Logan Lacey alone. I, I got your back, Sherm. Yeah, you're going right. Still think golf's a little hard, Devin. That's just my opinion. Logan Lacey, like, leave him alone. Damn. No, no, golf, the ball doesn't move. Oh. That but game's hard, though. It's hard. It's 100% hard, but the ball does not move. It is not harder than baseball. I, I, I would say that I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with you. Baseball is the hardest game in the world, but damn it, golf is right there. That thing ain't moving. I still can't hit it straight. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even put it straight. I got like the putting yips right. I, it goes like anyway. Shout out Logan Lacey. Go FSU baseball. Go FSU football. Thank you guys for having us. Damn it, this was awesome. I love the damn Seminoles. I think this year is gonna be a good year. And damn it, even if it ain't, I still love the Seminoles. And uh yeah, That's the energy we need, Devin. That's how we need. Literally, yeah, the like, words out of my mouth. The energy we need, right there. Life is damn good. Like it's a bunch. It's a bunch of kids. Like right. I'm 31 now. Like five years ago, I used to get like so pissed when we lost. Like yeah. I let it ruin my whole weekend. And then now I like I'm older and I get to see my brother who like is 21 years old. I'm like he's a kid. He's a kid. Like we think at 21 these kids are like adults. They're kids. They're kids, like they're damn kids that are, they're trying to make a name and a living for themselves so that you that's working at home that like is a big FSU fan and you got a nine to five, like that damn kid is trying to make his nine to five football. Let the damn kid go, root all those damn kids on, pack the stadium, pick them up. They read everything you write on Twitter. So when you're just writing your tweet with seven followers just because you feel good the damn kid at home reads it and feels terrible so i never said nothing but can we have a little positivity around fsu like i feel like when i read fsu football now it's like what i used to read about miami when they sucked for the last damn 12 years like let's pick these damn kids up like they're kids like they could be your kids who's sitting at home damn doing the same damn thing they're doing pick these kids up they read it damn that's all i I love that I love, I love that. Too. And I, I make I make a habit. I will never say a kid's name in a critical tweet. I will say a number or suggest who they, they are too, because of frustration. They know their numbers. They're not dumb. No, out of, yeah, but they're not gonna search <laughs> number 40, whatever it may be, not to say no, but that's player, they're not living. gonna find that's it. Different. Y'all tweet like, whatever I'm, you want. You like, I'm not that. gonna tweet that's your job. I'm not gonna tweet a kid's full name and say worst game of his life, get this kid the hell out of here. No, and Devin, I'm glad you played that. And, and TJ, you need to clip that and share that tomorrow because that's the truth. We, we get frustrated with losses, right? But like you mentioned, these still are kids. If you want to be mad at somebody, be mad at the coach that brought the kids here if you want to be mad at someone, right? Like Because 
whatever it may be. But man, I, I, I this has been a fun ass podcast because you both keep it real. And that your your last little you know comment there, Devin, to me was accurate. That you know you mentioned, it, and you can speak from from the heart. You know, as as a brother, your brother sees these tweets, even if people aren't tagging at him, right? He still sees these tweets that are super negative. And guess what? Florida State is uh, what five and seven and three and six. So what? Eight and whatever. Guess what? That's probably two wins without Jordan Travis. Uh, so. Again, these players, you need to give them some leeway and respect. Uh, I just had to tag on that, Devin, because you, you got hey, me a little fired up, too. No, I love it, but hey, I'm not even talking about my – my brother don't never talk about Twitter. I bet you he reads it. He don't say nothing to me. I I, I know he reads it because we all read it. I'm talking about all the whole team, everybody, like everybody, like – that's their job is to get the shit right. Coach Norvell is the right man for that damn job. I only believe it because Jordan don't say that about too many coaches. So I believe them. They're all trying to get the damn ship right. We were left with a little bit of a bad basket for the last X amount of years when damn Jimbo left. Like, we're going to get it right, and we're going to be back to being Florida State again. Like, just give it some time. We're going to keep building. But pump the kids up, man. They need it. Damn it, they need it. They're kids. That's all I got to say. I'm sorry. I'll keep repeating the same. Quit I don't think many fans think about it in this way. But how many people – you have a regular 9 to 5. How many people can say they're in the top 1% of their job in the world? Probably not many. Okay. How many people in that top 1% compete against the other part of the world? Pretty much nobody. You're getting mad at 21-year-old kids competing at the top level against other 21-year-old kids who are also at the top level, and one of them has to lose. Like, one of them has to. They're the best in the world at what they do. One of them is not going to win. Yeah. I don't understand how you can get mad at that. Yeah, you're a fan. You know, it happens. You might get frustrated. There's people that bet on the games. That's your prerogative. You're betting on 21-year-old kids that are thinking about their girlfriends and class on Monday. That's that's your prerogative. Whatever. I just had to go cool off. These guys are competing <laughs> at the highest level. I had to cool off. Yeah. Hey, I love y'all. That would be like you getting mad at I got to sign off. I got to sign off right now. I got I got this phone call, Tim 15, Sherman. You can finish up. I love you guys so much. I love Florida State so much. And I'm signing off early, but I swear I got to take this call at 10 15. And I was late, so I apologize. I love you guys so much. Go ahead. No, out. you're good. Love you, Devin. Thanks, Devin. Bye, guys. I love we're, y'all. We're uh, double fries, no slaw, all damn day long. That's a fact. Oh, man. <laughs> That's going to be our new intro without exactly. a doubt. No, sure, you're right, though. Like, people – it reminds me of the meme where, like, you see a – I don't know. Memes are never as funny as, like, when you, like, actually say them out loud. We'll say this and we'll get out of here because we've been on for a little over an hour. But Jesus. Uh, where you see the meme and, like, the guy, like – or the, the gymnastics girl, like, gets a tenth of a point off and you're sitting on your couch with, like, fucking Cheetos and you're like, what a loser. <laughs> you know, like, that's that's fans, bro. That's That's just – that's just who they are, man. That's like all of us. I think Stan is short for fanatic, and I get it. But perspective in life is good, right? Like just having a little bit of perspective, understanding that I'm telling you, the best thing that ever happened to me was when I had kids. Because now I was like, oh yeah, Florida State sucks, but I still got to change diapers. You know, like, I still got a white poopy butt. You know, yeah. like, it really put like you know, and and it's not kids for everybody. Like it, you know, different perspective comes from different 
Sometimes just getting older, sometimes this, that, and the other, but like perspective is a great thing. For like, sure. I mean, you're a fan, you're going to have emotions. You're not a robot, but right. at the same time, you got to remember that these are kids, man. These mm-hmm. are, they, they don't have it figured out yet. They're still trying to navigate a lot of stuff through life that, that you might, might have figured out as an adult. Right. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. So, all right, cool. Sherm. You're the man, bro. We got to get, we got to, we got to do some. What would be cool is we all get together in Tallahassee into this year, maybe for like for the Gator sure. game or something like for that. For sure. We're, uh, I mean, Devin's obviously going to a lot of those games, but we're definitely going to coordinate and figure out what games I can go down there. Yeah. Uh, to and we uh, we'll definitely hang yeah. out with you guys when we're down there. Florida, Florida State this year is after all the baseball stuff wraps up. So we'll Ooh. do, we'll do something like that or we'll do a game, but we got to all get together. It's tough to drag Richie to Tallahassee, but we'll try to figure out a way to get him up there. Um, we'll, we'll figure it out. I mean, I, I get up there for the big moments. I was up there for Notre Dame. You know, that a boy. That a boy. I do the bare minimum. The bare okay. minimum. You know? <laughs> I go. So, Sherm, thank you so much for hanging out, bro. We thank really you do guys for having you, man. It was, it was awesome. Pleasure. Really appreciate it, man. Thank cool. you. Thank you, Sherm. All right. Sherm Johnson, Devin Travis. That was a, that was that was fun. That did not feel like an interview. It just felt like we were just talking with our boys for an hour. Yeah. No, I I felt like I told my wife, um, hey, I'll, I'm going to go to the bar, meet the guys for a few hours, and just That's had really a conversation. That's really what it felt like, bro. Like, just dope. had a conversation at the bar, you know, at, at the high tops, and it, we just went down every road possible. There was, was no yeah. rhyme or reason. We 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 had a pretty well thought out timeline or or docs. We grabbed like half about. the interview. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and then we just freestyled it, and man, that. Shout out Sherman and Devin, two awesome guys um, and truly good guys before we went live, after we went live the whole time. Just awesome. They're funny, man. They're, they're a <laughs> lot of fun. Like I said, felt like you were just kind of at the bar hanging out with guys. Yeah. It did not feel like an interview, you know, a little behind the scenes magic. We recorded this last night. If you're watching it live, we interviewed Brooke before this, who was also awesome, but um <laughs> Very different. Like those guys did that did not feel like an interview at all. And, I, and Brooke's awesome. Like go it's back. It's more like we, we met Brooke for dinner and then met the guys out for drinks. Yeah, after, for drinks right? at the Palette <laughs> Saloon afterwards. So um all right. I got a shout out and then I'll let you do a shout out. Shout out Josh Newberg. Um yeah. retired from Knowles 247 this week. I, honestly, when I think about the goats in in media, which you know, Richie and I feel like um we have this fringe place in fsu media we're, we're not really like on the beat but like somehow we got included in fsu media at times um and i don't know why or how um maybe it's because i bribed the old sid with bourbon uh, shout out elliot but uh you know i feel like we kind of got in this like fringe fsu media department you know but like when you talk about like the goats of fsu media i mean it's bud elliot and and it's um Josh Newberg, especially in like the social media era. Like obviously you can talk about Cameron and you can talk about Decker Hoff and stuff like that. But um, Newberg with 12 years at Knowles 247, the best breaking news guy uh, on the beat, probably in the state of Florida, maybe in like most yeah. of college football. Like, I, you for know, any, I don't for follow, any team specific website. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't, I don't follow like, you know, Rusty at Georgia or, you know, um, Keith at Auburn or Hank at Bama and stuff. But I'm just telling you, like, Berg did his thing better than just about anybody out there. And um, yeah. certainly was the best 
in the FSU market. Um, again, I know Bud is one that, you know, people love. I love Bud. I mean, he came by our tailgate and hung out for a while the other day. Like, no, this is no shot at Bud. But, um, I mean, shout out Berg. I mean, just absolutely phenomenal for years and years and years. And uh, you're going to be missing the FSU market for sure. And a lot of people like – yeah. People were like calling to the spaces, like crying and stuff. And I was just like, <laughs> I mean, I knew about it for months. And so, like, you know, a little different for me. Like, I wasn't as emotional yesterday, but um, shout out Newberg. Uh, that's my uh, shout out for the day. You got anything, Richie, before we get out of here? Um, no shout out. Just shout out all the Florida State Olympic sports, right? It's cool. And, you know, baseball, it's technically Olympic sport, I would say, but, you know, it still generates some revenue. But getting athletes like that on, I, I love what we do at double fries and slaw, you know, obviously we're football heavy during the season, but we're not a Florida state football podcast. It's really a Florida state sports podcast. Just look at our guest list. Um, in the interview with Brooke from yesterday, if you're listening to this podcast right now, Brooke is just such an awesome yeah. moment. And we have so many great coaches like that at Florida state um, support as many as you can is all I'll say. So shout out all of Florida state athletics to include football to Amy Bond and women's golf, not to say that she's the lowest denominator whatever it may be but we have a lot of great coaches a lot of great athletes and a lot of great sports here so support booster support rising spear tj get us out of here yeah oh, you made me you're gonna make me follow up but yeah like <laughs> some of my favorite coaches that we've interacted with are the ones that people know the least about um when i was in town um for the baseball game that i hung out with harlan a few weeks ago i literally walked over to the um tennis courts and talked with Jen Hyde for like 25 minutes, 30 minutes. And just like our favorite coaches. Yeah. Yeah. Just right outside her office. Just talk, nobody around, no cameras. Wasn't for a podcast. Wasn't for anything else. Um, Amy came to our tailgate. You mentioned Amy bond. Um, I texted uh, coach stud coach uh, Neil uh, oh, man. Yeah. the other day about some stuff. Like, yeah, like our Olympic. How, how about Coach like, Coach Proctor from the? Yeah. Uh, I actually messaged him. I was like, "Hey, dude, come by the tailgate." He's like, oh, "I'm not around." Like, but I loved him. But like, yeah, like our, uh, and it's so much fun. Like, it's it's so cool yeah. to get to know them on a personal level. So Richie's spot on. You know, they're they're really great people, and and I'm appreciative of the relationship that we've been able to kind of develop with them. So, um, yeah, shout out Seminole Booster, shout out Rising Spear. If you're not supporting there and you've made it an hour and 15 minutes into a podcast <laughs> with two FSU baseball legends, if you've made it this far in the podcast and we don't mention football, really, yeah, and like you're not brief. giving to rising spear or Seminole boosters, I need you to DM me and I need to know why, like, I want to know why you're this far into this podcast, an hour and 15 minutes, which I'm assuming most people have already tuned out by now. So maybe I won't even, you know, even hear this. <laughs> But if you're this far in this podcast and you're not giving to both Rising Spear and Summer Boosters, I'd love to know why. I'm not going to put you on blast. I'm not going to argue with you. I just love to know the reasoning behind it. So, so, shout out so to this is for the Drake. Apple and Spotify people because you're the only one still listening at this point of this podcast. Yeah, people leave YouTube on as well. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so anyway, that's all I've got. No more pop-ups until next week. We, <laughs> we will have another pop-up coming up soon, though. Richie's going to cuss me out. But we got a couple more pop-ups in the hopper. Thank you guys for hanging out. If you've hang out, hung out for the entire episode, appreciate Devin, appreciate Sherm. Until Sunday, go Knowles.